With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. So we're going through the American Covenant. We're into chapter eight, the final chapter. And uh, tonight we're calling this message, we are about winning the war, not just a battle. A war is made up of lots of little battles. And when it comes to the war, we're talking about the big one, good versus evil. Now we've got the commander in chief who has delivered the death blow to the forces of evil Satan and his minions, the devil and his little demons. Uh, he's, a, he's actually a tiny tyrant who wants to rule the world, but he can't because he got whooped at the cross and the resurrection. And now with the spirit of God, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And the one who is in the world is on his way to the lake of fire, like a toothless lion with a broken back and a crushed skull because uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah uh, defeated him. And and yet we're still experiencing the lingering effects of darkness and evil in this world. And we need to, we get the privilege to join Jesus in this battle to finally extinguish all of the, uh, the remnants of the kingdom of darkness. And we're going to win the war, not just a little battle here and there. And by that, we're going we're to talk about that. But that doesn't mean I just win the, the battle of selfishness in my heart and I'm done. No, I need to win the battle of of darkness and evil in the world in terms of in my marriage and in my home and in my community. And when I see darkness harming my neighbors, the whole war needs to be won against the educational system and, and the, uh, the tyrants that want to destroy all the things that God has made. But that's not going to happen because we're, rated, we're, we're we are riding the wave of history and the wave belongs to God, not to Satan. It belongs to God. It's a wave of victory. It's a wave of liberty. The, the Bible says that of his government and of his peace, there shall be no end. A tsunami wave has been riding through history and we are on that wave of victory. And so we're going to talk about this tonight. Winning the war, not just the battle. Did you know that it's usually a very small minority of people who actually turn the tide of culture, like 5%. It's the 5% who are all in and fully committed that inspire the crowds and actually turn the tide. And so we as the family of faith don't need to worry that, that we may be small. We're actually not that small. We're actually millions and millions strong just here in this country, let alone all over the world. And uh, when it comes to winning the war, Dr. Foster talks about one of his friends who actually was, was uh, one of the master planners, the geniuses behind the strategy to build the Alaska pipeline. And he talks about this three-part strategy that is absolutely necessary when you're making a plan. And he says, number one, you need to know your goal. Number two, you need to know your assets. And number three, you need to know the critical path. So when it comes to building a pipeline, you got to know your goal. What's the goal? We're trying to connect the pipeline from, from, from the, the source to the destination. And we need to have everything connected all the way 
We don't stop halfway. We want to go all the way and we need that pipeline to have no leaks and we need to deliver the oil. We got to understand the goal. And then you've got to understand your assets. He's got to know how much, how much steel do we have? How, how, how many welding machines do we have? How much manpower and workers do we have? And how much land do we have? Do we, can we make a straight line? Do we have to go around parts of land that we don't have access to? What are our assets? What, what's the intellectual property we're, we're working with? And then thirdly, uh, what is the critical path? When you have a complex project, there are thousands and thousands of steps that are critical, and you can't miss a single step. Think of it like building a guided missile system. You could maybe forget to put a decal on the side of the missile, and it wouldn't mess things up too bad. But if you forgot the fuel line to the rocket, that rocket wouldn't even make it off the ground. And so you have to understand the critical path of steps to accomplish the goal with your assets available to you. Now, when it comes to, to our war that we're win, that we're going to win, what is our goal? Okay. Our goal is heavenizing the earth. The goal is not just to win a little personal spiritual battle against pornography or uh, about, um, uh, neglectfulness in the scriptures. The goal is the whole enchilada. It's the whole ball of wax. It's the whole globe of the earth containing the knowledge of God, just like the seas contain the water of the sea. That, that, that's what it says in Habakkuk. The knowledge of, of, of the glory of God covering the land, all of it just like the waters fill the seas. And so if we're going to heavenize the earth, we need to understand uh, that, that firstly, that your purpose here on earth is, is not all about you. It's not all about me. You're not the goat. I'm not the goat. In, in the movie that is your life, the movie that's my life right now, I'm not the leading character and you're not the leading character. He's the leading character. At best, we're supporting characters. And, and he has chosen us and he has cast us in these roles to be important supporting characters in the narrative that is not about you or even about our happiness. It's about putting his kindness and his character and his power and his magnificence and glory on display. The way a sunset or a sunrise just makes you lift your hands in worship. That's how your life ought to be. Making people lift their hands in worship to God, not to you, to God, for creating somebody who is such a blessing to other people. That's the goal. We should do what the sunsets do and what, what beautiful starry night skies do, only we should do it better as living, breathing examples of those things. That's the goal. And we also need to understand our assets. The most powerful asset to accomplish this goal that has ever been unleashed on the face of the earth is the self-governing Christian. The self-governing Christian. That's, that's a new creation of God because he's, he's given us two things. The spirit of God, which set us free from the power of sin. When Jesus came and he died on the cross and he paid the penalty for sin, he reconciles us to God, gives us his spirit that releases us from the prison of selfishness, begins to transform our mind, and he unleashes a powerful creature that the world has never known before. It's called the self-governing member of the family of faith. 
That's you and me if we've put our faith in the Lord Jesus. And the second asset, so you have number one, you have the you have the the spirit of God. That's the rocket fuel that animates you and me to do mighty works for God. That's the resurrection power flowing through your veins that raised Jesus from the dead and raises you and me out of our spiritual uh, casket and tomb, dead to God, now alive to God, seated with him in heavenly places, ruling and reigning with him and the Father and the Holy Spirit over his creation. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And the second asset is the word of God. He's given us the word of God to lead us into all truth. We don't need to wonder what God thinks about abortion. We don't need to wonder what he thinks about women's health rights. We don't need to wonder what he thinks about racism or about the value of people with different color skin. We don't need to wonder what he thinks about nations and borders and governments and churches and religion and separation of church and state. We know how, by his word. If you don't know his word, then you don't know what he thinks about those things. And if you don't have the spirit of God, you could know the word and twist the word to fit your own agenda. And I've done that in the past until I, until I came to a place of really wanting to love God, realizing my dependence upon him. Now I can understand the word of God because God has given me the mind of Christ and he gives you the mind of Christ. He, he wants his kids to have the same mind as Jesus. He wants us to be one. He gives us unity of thinking. We become transformed by the renewing of our mind. And then his ways become exported into our hearts and then our ways start to line up with his ways. We got the spirit, we got the word of God. Those are our assets. And then what is the critical path to accomplishing the goal? That's the next part. The critical path is, uh, again, the term that, that talks about the critical series of events that must take place to accomplish the goal. Many people don't follow the critical path of heavenizing the earth. They follow the emergency path. They follow the urgency path. And I've done that. Uh, Every text that comes in, I got to answer it. Every phone call needs to be returned or someone thinks I'm dissing them. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to respond to every need of my flesh and every desire of my heart or I'm not going to be. No, that, that's a lame plan. And all it does is get you distracted from the critical path to accomplish the goal. 
we know we know the goal, we know our assets. So far, we got we we're winning with that goal and with those assets. We can't lose. What's the critical path? Well, Jesus taught the method to accomplish his great goals. It wasn't the emergency path or the urgency path. He didn't allow himself to get sidetracked with circumstances. Instead, Dr. Foster says this. He says, he knew that the kingdom of heaven would grow first in the hearts of men and women and then would influence all society. So it starts in the heart and then transform men and women, begin to transform their society, but it would not be through a bloody revolution like you see in the French revolution, like you see in other revolutions of culture. That's not Jesus's path. Now, is there a time for war? Is there a, is there a, is there a, a, a reason for a just war? Well, if it gets to that point, of course, there is time for that. But his critical path doesn't start there. It starts with an internal transformation of a heart. And then it begins to grow by infiltrating from within. As your heart begins to, it's like the Grinch. Remember the Grinch? He had a small shriveled up little heart, like a little, like a little dried out piece of garlic, like a little raisin. And then something happened and his heart grew 10 times the size. And it changed his, his whole outlook. That's what happens similarly with a person who's born again of the spirit of God, his heart changes. And then that little heart begins to grow. Think of Jesus talking about the mustard seed. It's the tiniest little seed in the garden, but then it grows and it grows and it becomes the largest tree in the garden and it fills the whole place. That's Jesus's critical path. Start small, grows big. It starts by making things right internally with the change of heart And then the external results like liberty and freedom and justice for all and happiness and blessing follows naturally as the internal grows to the external. That's the critical path. That's the critical path. Not the outside force to to make people conform, which ends up in wars and division and blood but the internal that grows and produces sweet fruit. You may have noticed that I don't talk about race much. I don't talk about gender much. I don't talk about policy issues specifically like at the border or or what's going on uh, with the presidency. And there's a reason for that. It's because what's more important than the issues and the policies are the principles and the ideas that lay the foundation for you and me to rightly know how to deal with those issues and policies. So many people, even in the family of faith, rush into the issues. Well, I'm about this. I'm about, I'm on the right. I'm on the left. I'm all about women's rights, or I'm all about this group's rights, or I'm about the baby's rights, and I'm about, I'm about this in the border. I'm about that in the economy. I'm about this in foreign policy. Okay, I believe that a lot of people really want to solve the problems. But if we don't first understand the principles of heaven that form the foundation upon which we must stand, we're going to get the issue backwards. We're going to try to fix it with the wrong solution and we're going to leave the critical path. Then we get frustrated. Then we say, ah, forget this. Forget politics. Forget, I can't, you know what? Forget my marriage. I've tried. She doesn't listen. He doesn't understand me. My kids, they just, they, they disrespect I can't deal with people on the other side of the political aisle. They're just, they're just, 
they're, 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 they're unreasonable. Well, that may be true, but if you want to find a solution and we want to accomplish the goal of bringing heaven to earth with the assets of the spirit of God and the word of God, we got to follow the critical path and understand the ideas and the principles in God's word first so that we can rightly solve the problems and get us to the place of blessing. Getting all this out of the American covenant. So excited. Brand new version came out. And uh, in fact, I was given uh, a copy of this to somebody who visited us this uh, this last couple days. And he's actually a, a colonel in the U.S. Army. It was so cool to talk with him and to know that he's a believer. He's our brother. And he has tens of thousands of soldiers under his command. And he's dealing with difficult problems, even down near the border. And as these kids come over unaccompanied, he is asking God, if he can show them the heart of our father in heaven, because they don't have fathers or mothers as they come over unaccompanied. How great is that? How blessed are we to have men like that inside of our armed forces, wanting to bring heaven to earth in the sphere of influence where God has placed him. I was fired up. He said he was encouraged to be here. And I gave this uh, army colonel one of these cool camo hats and uh, he dug it. He thought it was pretty cool. And uh, he took one home. He said it was encouraging to him. And uh, he encouraged us greatly. So pray for our military. Pray for, pray for those who are putting themselves in harm's way and trying to solve problems God's way. Bless you guys. So good to be with you again tonight. And I look forward to seeing you. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.